0: What's going on? Episode number two of my dumb solo. There's a couple of things I want to get into. Sorry, I was parched. Um.
1: Well, first, let's just start. This was a crazy, this past week was uh it was a very interesting week. Had a lot of different things going on. Some good, some bad, some crazy. So I'm I'm going to go ahead and start with the crazy one first. So for those of you that follow me on Instagram, Instagram, sorry, Snapchat, y'all were able to see what I'm talking about. <clears throat> so basically Tuesday, for those that don't know, I'm a bartender. Basically Tuesday I had this ladies, these ladies come in and uh, the f- one came in first. For those that follow me on Snapchat. It was the one in the video. Or the one asleep in the car in the video. Um, So she comes in. She seems a little buzzed. But she seemed fine. So I gave her a drink. She didn't seem too bad. But apparently the one I gave her was the one to set her over. Um, Her other friend came in. She was a little more fucked up. Um, She actually kind of seemed like maybe she was on some shit. And on Tuesdays. Look i g- on Tuesdays, I have a group of regulars that come in they are gay dudes, and they asked me to take my shirt off and they hit on me and all kinds of shit and honestly, that bothered me that didn't bother me at all, but these two chicks like uh, and I don't like to sound like a dick I don't actually I do um they're just gross Jesus, they were so gross, <laughs> and i don't i don't mean like like i mean I don't even just mean physically I mean just in general just they're just disgusting human beings. <laughs> um, so anyway, so the second girl shows up, she starts telling me how they're not gay for each other and, but that they're just best friends, but they're at the same time, they're like rubbing all over each other while they're telling me, I don't know. It, it, they were drunk. So I just assumed they were stupid or being stupid. Um, so then the one, the second one that came in, let's just, let me give them names. That way I can just, uh, that way I don't have to keep saying the first or second one. Um all right, I'm gonna name the first one Betty. <laughs> Shit, I can't even think of anything else right now. And the second one, I'm gonna just name her. Uh oh, fuck, I don't know. The only thing that pops into my names that pop into my head are whores that I know personally. Um fuck. <laughs> let's just go with Betty and Katie, all right, I don't know why that came not my head, but here we go. All right, so Katie's telling me how they're not gay for each other, but they're rubbing on each other, right? Katie's the second one. Um, and then she proceeds to tell me how they could both make me come in 30 seconds, which at that point I became uncomfortable and grossed out. Um, and I was just like, that's cool, more power to you. I felt like they were trying to feel me out. I, I feel like they were trying to get me to maybe – I don't know, either diddle one of them or diddle both of them. I can't say for sure. I'm just speculating at this point. Um. So anyways, they proceed, you know, to tell me all this kind of bullshit. Eventually, I just walk away from them as quickly as I can and pretend to talk to other customers there. That way I don't have to go back, you know, to talk to them. So anyways, about 10 minutes before we're closing, I guess because maybe I told them no, they, they go to... Uh, a couple other guys sitting at the bar, and I hear I hear Betty tell Katie like she goes, "Follow me." And they get up, and they one goes to one guy, and the other one goes to the other guy. And from what I could tell, it like it looked like Betty just straight grabbed that dude's dick and started being <laughs> started asking him what can this do and all this kind of shit. Needless to say, I was uh, uh, f- freaking out at this point. But I skipped something. Okay, before they did that. I went to the back of the bar to get uh, to get beer to stock. So, I finished stocking. So, I go back to put the dolly back over there. And from far away, I'm, I start looking over there. And it looks like Betty. Fuck. Okay, let me go back <laughs> another step. While they were sitting at the bar, before I started stocking, at a couple of points, Katie started making facial expressions and... Betty's hands were like underneath where I couldn't see like f- fuck like fondling stuff or something. I don't know. I think they were finger banging each other. I can't <laughs> I can't be sure, but um, I mean, using the context clues, I'm pretty sure they were finger banging each other. Anyways, so I go to the back, finish talking the beers. Now, from far away, it looks like Betty is sucking on Katie's titties. <laughs> And apparently my boss was distracted, and so was everybody else at the bar. I mean, at this point, there was only five people in there at this point. Um, I was freaking out. How how is nobody seeing this? So I immediately start walking back. And as I'm walking by, sure enough, yeah, she's suckling at the teat. <laughs> and uh, I just found that to be crazy as fuck. Anyways, so that happened. So then they go up to those dudes, and they start grabbing their dicks and talking to them and all this shit. I think one of the dudes might have even gotten... Uh, Katie's number and for the record you must be desperate bro because Jesus Christ um, so two o'clock comes when I like, get out Um. there's a white truck parked that's real close to the front door and then there's another car parked on the other side of the parking lot which is further away from the door and uh, they both get in that car um, they park there for a while they pull out and they pull up next to one of the guys trucks that they were hitting on and they talk for a while and then he just leaves so they're sitting there in the middle of the parking lot like not in a parking space they pull back into a parking space for like 10 minutes at this point i'm telling my boss i they're probably fucking in the car or something i mean that's what i assumed um i think i might have even walked no that wasn't them that was another car that stayed there a while anyways so finally they leave so i was like all right whatever but we notice that white car parked at the front. Usually, people that leave their cars are regular, so we know what they drive. Um, so that car was just sitting there. I never seen it before. It was like a white Explorer or some shit. I don't know. Um, about fifteen minutes go by, and the car pulls back up. And I tell my boss those fucking bitches are back. So I, you know, walk over to the window. Now, if, I mean, a lot of you haven't been to where I work, but the windows are tinted as fuck, like up front, so it's kind of hard to see out. So I'm standing there watching seeing see what the fuck they're doing. So Betty stumbles out of the car. She like circles her own car a couple times. She keeps going in the car, and out of the car, and all this stuff. Now while I'm standing there at this point, my, my boss comes over and is watching with me. At this point, I tell her, I don't think she has a shirt on. And she goes, no, she was wearing a really tight white tee. It's just hard to tell because of the tint. So I was like, yeah, you're probably right. Well, right near our open sign, it's not tinted there, so people could see the open sign. So there was a like a crack of, of clear glass. That's where I was filming through on Snapchat. So I peek through there, and like I said, she keeps circling the truck. She starts to walk away from the truck, so all I can see her back, and that's when I notice that it's her bare back. <laughs> and bear in mind, this bitch has been walking around this car for like the past three minutes, with a bunch of cars going down the uh, Fairmont. And that's when I tell my boss, dude, she ha- she doesn't have a shirt on. She's walking around with her titties hanging out and shit. At this point, that's when I pull my, <laughs> I obviously pull my Snapchat out and I start filming this shit. Uh, <laughs> so she's walking around shirtless. Decides she wants to pee right next to her open car door, so she starts pissing right there, just in front of, you know, just without any discretion. Eventually, Katie. I guess basically just says, fuck it, like, you're not my problem, and just leaves her there. So Katie leaves. So this bitch, like, I don't know what she was doing while she was in the truck either, because she would get in through the driver door, crawl over through to the shotgun passenger seat, open that door, get out through there, walk around the car, like, this bitch was on some shit. So needless to say, she, Katie leaves, so Betty gets back in the driver's seat, and she shuts the door, and she leaves the shotgun door open so i'm like ah fuck and i go i think she passed out on the car i go let maybe we should just go out there and at least just close the door and we'll just let her sleep there we'll let her sleep it off she'll wake up in like four hours shirtless hung over as fuck (laughs) and uh, she might not know what's going on maybe she might even think she got violated but hey it's the safest thing to do you know uh so we walk over uh I obviously had my Snapchat going, and she's sitting there with her titties all out, and the door's open, and she's completely passed the fuck out. So my boss slams the door shut. Or not slams, just shuts it as quietly as possible, that way we don't wake her up. She doesn't budge. So we're like, okay, it's over. We'll go inside, whatever. <laughs> so then we're, you know, doing our after-hour duty shit, and, you know, cleaning all that kind of shit, and I see fucking Katie's bitch ass Come back. So I was like, God damn it. So I run back over there. I put my phone out on recording, whatever. So Katie walks up, peeks through the window, sees she's asleep. She starts banging on the window. I'm like, why are you waking her up? Why'd you even come back? I'm like, let her go to sleep. So she wakes, she knocks on the door and doesn't, she doesn't wake her up. So she opens the door because it's unlocked. Should have locked the fucking door. Anyways, she opens the door. This bitch for whatever fucking reason decides to start the fucking car. As she starts the car, Betty wakes the fuck up. Betty starts to freak out. <laughs> At this point, and I didn't mention this, there's two sides to our parking lot. The close side of, the closest to our bar, and then there's obviously the where people drive and then on the other side and then that's where you park over there too. Well I'm parked right behind this bitch. <laughs> and Katie half of Katie's car is behind her so and then I'm on the other side so once she wakes her up by starting the car I guess I don't know what happened but maybe Katie or Betty starts to freak out so all I hear is the gas just revving and I don't it was hard to hear in the video but it was revving like she was flooring that motherfucker at this point I'm like holy shit just because my car is behind her so I run back behind the bar grab my keys And at that point, my bus runs out to tell her, like, to tell them to stop. Because if this bitch would have had it in drive, well, for one, I would have been probably dead because she would have ran straight into me. But for sure, she would have jumped the curb and drove into the bar. Had she had it in reverse, she would have backed up, hit Katie's car, and then ran, and then maybe even shoved her or ran herself into my car, which would have been awful. So she runs out to stop them. This is how shitty, of like, and see, people, y'all got to be better about picking your friends when it comes to this type of situation. Because Katie, as soon as she saw my boss run out, instead of thinking, like, I don't know what the fuck she was thinking, but she immediately panics and just says, fuck Betty, sees my boss come in, turns around, walks, runs straight to her car, jumps in the seat, and just fucking leaves her, just leaves I don't know if in the surprise and being drunk, she thought maybe my boss was a cop or she was in trouble or some shit, but she just fucking bolted, just left Betty there to whatever. My boss runs up, turns the car off, gives Betty some shiz like, why why do you even have fucking friends like that? That bitch has left you here, you're all fucked up, blah, 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 she could have at least dropped you off or something. I mean, the other girl was kind of fucked up too, or not kind of, she was. Um, and at this point, Betty starts to freak out and she's like trying to cover her titties, <laughs> even though like, it's too late for that, bro. Everybody done, everybody done not saw your tits already. Uh, and I, while this was happening, I was like, jump, I had already jumped in the car and I was moving it to the other end of the parking lot. Cause fuck that. And, uh. So she starts telling, you know, Betty, you know, what happened and all this shit. So Betty's like, where are my clothes? Or like, I don't know. You showed up with your tits out. I don't know if you left your shirt somewhere or you left it in your friend's car, but we don't have it. Luckily, she had like another spare shirt or something um, like a button up shirt. So she put that on and my boss just trying to tell her, look, just turn the car off, take the keys out of the ignition, just go to back to sleep, you know, just sleep here because you can't get in trouble for that as long as the keys aren't in the ignition. And, you know, just go to sleep, whatever, but at this point, because her stupid-ass friend Katie woke her up, she said, nah, fuck it, and she just decided to try to drive herself home. At this point, we try to convince her not to, but, I mean, that's all we can do, is try to talk them out of it, but most drunk people don't listen. I'm hoping Betty made it home okay, and without hurting herself or anyone, but (laughs) who fucking knows but it was funny, because I was talking to a friend of mine, and I told her, I didn't feel like working, like, I was, you know, I was like, oh, drag, I gotta go work, like, in an hour or whatever, and uh, and I go, I gotta come, I gotta go deal with a bunch of stupid people, <laughs> and ironically, she said, well, I mean, it's a Tuesday, <laughs> what could possibly go wrong on a Tuesday? Uh, A lot, obviously, because... That was probably one of, the, if not the craziest experience, or... no, nah, I'm not going to say the most. But one of the craziest experiences I've had as a bartender is having these two obscene drunk bitches come in. They, it was just fucking crazy. I never seen a oh chick. I don't know. One minute she had a shirt on, the next minute she didn't. I don't even know what happened to it. I don't know where they went for ten minutes and came back, but I don't know. This shit was fucking crazy. And... I should have probably cut him off, but like I said, when Betty came in, she seemed fine. She didn't even, she just seemed like, maybe lightly buzzed. She seemed fine, but once that other bitch came in, I don't know. They just, they got fucked up real quick, real bad.
0: And, (laughs) it was disgusting. You know, it wasn't until after I posted it that I was
1: like, man, people might think I'm an asshole or a piece of shit for posting this girl, but, I didn't think about that. I just thought of, I just felt like I had, I didn't even, everybody kept giving me shit because I didn't save the videos, but I just felt, I was like, I have to share this. (laughs) It's so, nobody's going to believe me. This shit is crazy. And it was crazy and it blew my mind. But anyways, but her driving away drunk, you know, that I don't understand for the life of me. If I can't drive, I'll tell you, I can't drive. I'll tell you, take me home. I'll fucking find a ride. I'll get an Uber or whatever the case may be. Even if I'm like, even if I think I'm fine and I'm halfway home and I do something, I don't know, check a curb or something, something make me feel like uncomfortable. I'll fucking pull. If I have somewhere I can pull over, I'll pull over and maybe I'll give myself a minute or something. Maybe get my shit together or I'll just fucking call somebody. Cause you know, life ends at an instant or it can end at an instant. Or you can land somebody else's life in an instant, which will change your life forever because now your dumbass is going to be in jail. But it is what it is. And that actually reminds me of, of something that I keep noticing on, like, people that I call friends on my own Snapchat and shit is it bothers the shit out of me when girls post their
0: kids in, in their, uh what do you call it? It doesn't matter basically
1: they're basically them snapping their kids as they're driving because they think their kid is saying or doing something cute or funny in the back seat in their uh fuck, I don't have to even say what it is, but it's bothering me cause I can't think of what it is their fucking car seat, Jesus Christ, okay, um, yeah, they're filming their toddler or their their five year old or four year old or three year old or two year old whatever in in their fucking car seat, and I can see through the windows that the car is moving and they're sitting there filming their kid because they think their kid is doing something cute or some shit. First of all, let me break it down for you. Whatever you think your kid is doing that's cute enough for you to have to snap, it really isn't. Your kid's doing something that most other kids do and because it's your kid, you think it's the cutest thing ever, but guess what? We don't give a fuck. Like we really don't. It doesn't it's it's not whatever they're doing. They could be playing patty cake with Jesus Christ because he came back and they're playing patty cake in the back seat. It doesn't fucking matter. It's not worth you being distracted while you're driving because you're looking at your phone to make sure you're snapping them correctly and trying to keep your eye on the road. Are you really that ignorant to where you think capturing your what you think is a cute moment by your kid on Snapchat is more important than the, your own child's safety? It's fucking ignorant. Now, I've snapped or taken a picture of my son in the car, but I'll at least wait till I'm at a stop sign, till I'm at a fucking street, like a stop, like a red light. I'm not just going to sit there while I'm going fucking 45 down either uh, a main street or even the fucking freeway snapping my kid in the back seat. Now, it's one thing if you're not driving and somebody else is, that's fine. But my kid's not worth a fucking snap, bro. Like, that's stupid and you're just endangering your own kid just for what so somebody can be like your kid's cute even though like i said whatever he's he or she is doing that you think is cute is really not that cute like we don't give a fuck if anything to me the cuteness goes out the window because i just get ir- irritated with how stupid you are by putting your kid's life in danger like that yeah they're in a car seat yeah, you might be like, "I'm a good driver. I don't care." But bro, you have to account for everything. Somebody else's. If you're going down a a, a neighborhood street, somebody else's four year old could run into the middle of the street, and because you're too busy checking your Snapchat or recording your kid on Snapchat, you're gonna obliterate this fucking kid, or you're not aware of your surroundings because you're too focused on driving and snapping. That a terrible driver could just come and sideswipe you, like it's it's ignorant. It's stupid. I mean, I'm just beating the uh, I'm just beating it now, but it's just dumb. I feel people. A lot of people are so wrapped up in their social media that they feel they need to post on a constant basis. Uh, look at it on a constant basis. I mean, I'm not gonna lie, I check mine a lot, but fuck, I mean, there's three or four days where sometimes I don't post a snap or Instagram or anything I mean the one of the main reasons I continue to post is just because I'm doing my podcast other than that uh I don't know I'll just post when I'm eating sushi or at cryo or some shit like it's not a big deal it's not anything crazy but I don't know man snap on your own time if you want to snap yourself you know singing a song or being vain as fuck in your car that's fine do that when your kid is not fucking there because the, your your child is your responsibility, and you're being irresponsible by filming them while you drive. It's not that important, bro. Your kid's not even, bro. Your kid's not even that cute. You know what I'm saying? Like, just fuck it. Don't do that shit. It's fucking stupid. Which brings me to I don't understand the whole uh, when girls film themselves like on Snap or on Instagram, but they're not doing anything. And they're not saying anything. They're just turning their heads like this. And then they're uh, like brushing their hair. And then they're just doing this. And then maybe they'll stick their tongue out or do a little duck face real quick. What the fuck is that? Like, what are you doing? (laughs) I don't understand what's happening. As I watch those, I am severely confused and conflicted. Because I don't understand what I'm watching. I don't understand what is happening. You know, it's just, I mean, do you have a cramp in your neck and you're trying to look cute while you stretch your neck out? Like, what? what is going on? Like, what? <laughs> what is happening? Oh, man. Those, uh, those to me, I just don't get. I mean, granted, the ones where they film themselves singing, those are pretty vain, too. I get it. You know, but at least it makes sense. They think they're being cute while they're singing a song that everybody knows or some shit like that. I get it. It makes, you know, I understand why. I don't really do it, but I understand why you do it. Now, when you're just doing this shit, (laughs) you're not doing anything. And you're just, and it's not even the first, some I've seen, it's not just the first 10 second snap. They do like 30 seconds of this shit, spinning around the room, fucking filming themselves, turning their fucking head like this. Like, I don't fucking get it. I'm so confused. It does not make sense. (laughs) I guess it's another way of, I don't know, getting, I don't know, maybe when you post shit like that, guys go, oh my God, you're so hot or something. I don't fucking know. (laughs) It's just something that I do not understand. It blows my mind every time I see it. Like, to me, it's just stupid. Like, I I, I don't, I think it looks, I think while you do it, you look stupid. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe I should do that. I think maybe I'll get more followers or something. I don't know. But it's like, that's like one of those double standard things. If a guy did that and just sat there filming himself doing this shit, I can't stop doing it just because I can see myself in the camera. Uh, I feel dudes would immediately call me. What the fuck are you doing, bro? Like, what is wrong with you? Like, fucking having a seizure or some shit? Damn. And on top of that, another thing that I just, um, this is all about what I hate. Another, Another thing on top of that that I hate is, is I'm a firm believer that candid pictures are, Bullshit. They are completely bullshit. There's no such thing as a candid picture. I don't know any person that any of my friends that I would hang out with, I don't know any of them. They're like, man, and their inner thoughts are like, man, I'm going to wait for uh, Eddie to be having a really good time. And then when he's having a really good time, I'm just going to pull my phone out and take a badass picture of him. And You know, he's going to be like this, like grabbing his glasses, like looking all philosophical and shit. And I'm going to edit the fuck out of it. And it's going to look badass. And it's going to be one really good candid picture for him. Can't wait. Who does that? Fucking nobody does that. I saw a girl post a picture and she was like tagged whoever took it and was like, thank you for this beautiful candid picture, blah, blah, blah. It was clearly obvious that the camera this was taken on was a professional photography camera. So to me, it's not candid once you've already said, hey, bring your professional camera because we're going to take professional pictures. And in between, I want some candid ones like that shit was predetermined. You already knew they were going to have that camera. You already knew he was going to be snapping random pictures. I don't think people just pull their cameras out or their phones out just to say, hey, you're a really good friend of mine. So I'm going to try to get a really good candid picture of you. Fuck No. It's always planned out. That's not fucking candid. It's not fucking like, oh, just spur of the moment type shit. No, that shit was planned, bro. Just like when... You know, all the ones that you see girls doing on, on Instagram, you think that they, you know, that perfect picture was just somebody pulled their phone out real quick. And in that split tenths of a second, they just took that great picture. Fuck no, bro. Get the fuck out of here. That's fucking planned. <laughs> and I had a friend of mine. She's like, take a can- <laughs> I want a candid picture. And I was like, it's not candid, though. You just told me. She's like, we'll just pretend. And I'm sitting here trying to take all these candid pictures. Bear in mind, I'm a terrible fucking picture taker. And. They all look like shit. And she's like, "Why can't they look like, those girls? I'm like, because they're fucking planned. Those are not really candid. They are they they have someone show up with a badass camera and they pretend to be like, oh, I'm looking at those mountains in this uh mysterious, deep way. And they just happen to click, take the fucking picture. No, that does not happen either. This fucking bullshit. <laughs> and it's just something that gets brushed under the rug. Like, oh, yeah, candid things are real thing. It's like, that's bullshit. That shit does not happen. He just happened to have his... $3,000 camera with him when you decided to like laugh like ha 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 all out loud and with your hands up and then all of a sudden click he takes a perfect picture that's fucking bullshit I'm not saying it's never happened but it became a trend that people want like they want pictures like that so they plan to have pictures like that so that it doesn't make a not it just makes you full of shit <laughs> and I mean don't get me wrong some some of the pictures for some people come out good I suppose but I mean let's not just pretend like oh man It just
0: happened out of nowhere. No. You're stupid. You're full of shit. Pisses me off. I really enjoy doing these by myself. Man, I could just say whatever the fuck I want. Without having like...
1: Pussy ass Tyler or bitch ass Danny or fat ass Joe fucking... Cutting
0: me off and shit. I hate those motherfuckers. So anyways... You know, let's get deep. (laughs) You know, sometimes people come into your lives a very unexpected way. At a very unexpected time. And, uh, you know, what's crazy is as quickly as they
1: come, uh, they can quickly be taken from you. Or, not necessarily, I'm not talking about like death, like they died, but due to Whatever circumstance, um, they're no longer in your life. Sometimes you even have to get rid of people that you don't want to uh, in your life just because you're at a crossroads. It's something that needs to be done no matter how much you don't want to do it. Excuse me. And it sucks, man. You know, a lot of... We always... We pretend we have control of our lives to make ourselves feel comfortable, but I really don't think we don't have control of anything, anything that matters anyway. I mean, you have control over yourself if you want to get your ass up and go to the gym or get your ass up and go to work or whatever. But when it comes to relationships or friendships or, you know, just life, death, whatever, we have no control over that. It's just people come and go whether you want them to or not. And I can speak from experience. And even then, I've had people in my life that it kind of seems like a a godsend, you know. They show up in your life, and, you know, they make you feel certain kind of ways, and it's reciprocated. But, like I said, you know, anything can happen. I've had that happen to me a couple times in my life, and it always makes me wonder, you know, what would have, what would have came of that friendship or that relationship, you know, had it not gone
0: sideways for whatever reason, it, it went sideways. Um, but yeah, man, life's too short. I don't want to sound like a cliche saying, just all all these cliches states. life is short,
1: love everybody, whatever other ones you can think of. But
0: I mean, they all start from somewhere, right? They got to be true to some degree. Um, you know, besides my
1: son, the mother of my son, you know, I have I have never really um, lost anyone else in my life besides her, like, due to death. Obviously, there's been friendships that I've had to end and that people have ended with me because they felt it necessary. Um And sometimes they have to end just for other reasons, man. And it fucking sucks. And it makes you feel like shit. Especially when, I don't know, they bring a lot of joy into your life. But sometimes, you know, they got their own stuff going on. You gotta let them go. Or maybe their relationship, in a way, is a little toxic. Or a little addicting. And then those are the times where you have to look inside yourself. And see if this is really worth it for you. You know, I go back to uh, (laughs) this chick that I've used for multiple examples while I've been in here. She's like a walking cliche of bad situations in life. (laughs) Uh, You know, some people want to lie to themselves. Maybe they don't. I'll take that back. I don't think that they want to lie to themselves. I just think that they just lie to themselves. They... um, they're not as happy as they pretend to be. And I don't want to be that way. I want to be... If I'm happy, I'm happy. But then again, I think happen, happiness comes in, in, in short bursts. I mean, you don't feel happy all day, every day. I don't necessarily feel happy right now. I'm in a good mood. My day's been okay so far. But I don't think you're just you're genuinely happy every day. But I think you should surround yourself with people that make those bursts of happiness happen more often
0: if you're you know constantly being made to feel like shit
1: by somebody in your life yeah they might make you happy every now and again but if they're making you unhappy just as much then does is is that it really worth it I mean, for as much happiness as they bring you, they're fucking bringing you stress too. So, should you, you know, be okay with that? Should you compromise with that?
0: I had a conversation on Saturday. Um, it was made up of, I guess, of a bunch of multiple small conversations. And it was probably one of the most. Um, what's a good word for it?
1: one of the most genuine conversations i've ever had one of the most pleasurable conversations
0: i've ever had um and you know it was it was it was a it was a, just a conversation but it was memorable and uh, like i'm going to forever remember that conversation um I don't know, I guess just because, like, it was
1: real. And that's what I take from everything I come in here. There's been a couple people in here, we have conversations, but I wouldn't, you know, they were good. It's hard to explain. They were good conversations, but they're not something that I will store in my memory forever. Um, At least I don't think. But this particular conversation, and here's the thing, we I, I didn't necessarily have, like, a life-altering, you know, Religious or some sort of conversation like that. It was just the conversation. But I guess maybe because. I don't know of. Who I was speaking to or whatever. I don't know. It was just a a very moving conversation.
0: And. You know that's all life is. Is moments. So you got to cherish moments.
1: Even if it seems like. Insignificant. Even if it seems small. Cause if you keep coming back to that moment, then this, it wasn't necessarily a small moment. It was a big moment. You just didn't realize it at the time.
0: It just seemed like any other conversation or any other time you hung out with this person or that person. Um. I remember. <laughs> I remember uh, a long time ago
1: when I was still in high school, and I was a little piece of shit. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I went to county jail for missing school, and that was a terrible experience and that whole morning and night, I was in jail for basically since from basically like eight a m to I don't know like one in the morning or some shit um and it sucked, man, having to talk to my mom through that fucking wall phone, and you know I'd never really been to jail up until that point. I think I might have gone to like a little, you know, South Houston jail for a day or something before that. um, But getting undressed in front of, like, around crackheads and, you know, tweakers and all kinds of fucking dudes. Dudes that recognize recognized each other, not because they're friends outside of there, but because they've been in there so many times that they already fucking know each other from jail. I was like, I don't want to be around these motherfuckers. But the moment that stands out the most, and I remember vividly to this fucking day, is when they called me to come get my clothes out in the hallway because I was leaving. So all I kept thinking was, fuck, I didn't, you know, because we couldn't figure out when they were going to let me out. They wouldn't tell me or tell my mom. So I didn't know. I was like, fuck, I'm going to, and I was like, like I said, I was like 15, something like that. So I'm like, I'm going to be in the middle of downtown, out of jail, in the middle of the night. Honestly, at this point, I didn't even know what time it was because there's no windows. Um, I had no money I think at this point I didn't even have a cell phone so I had no way to get in contact with anyone so I was needless to say I felt I was like fuck I'm I'm fucked but I was like oh well I'll walk home I don't care I just want to get the fuck out of here and so I get dressed I sign out I get all the stuff I had with me when I got you know taken to jail so they're leading us on the way out and it's these steel stairs that you go like this you know Like a little exit sign you go through. And there's just basically a staircase all the way down. And I'll never forget. (laughs) Uh, As soon as we exited the back door. It was in an alley basically. And I'm going down the alley. And at the end I could see nothing but like cabs and cab drivers. Because I guess you know they're there for when people. They know when people get released. And they're going to need ride homes. And out of the middle of the crowd. All I see is my brother-in-law just fucking standing right there. And. When I first started walking towards him, he wasn't looking at me. Like, he was looking down the sidewalk, I guess, uh, by the street where my mom was parked or whatever. So, I'm walking down, and then he finally turns, and he looks right at me. And then he just gets this big shitty grin, in which I immediately get a big shitty grin. And, like I said, I'd never been to jail like that before, so I got, like, all emotional about <laughs> and shit. But I just remember, like, that particular moment of seeing my brother-in-law and that's probably the, the the happiest i've ever been to see that motherfucker in my life <laughs> not that i'm not happy to see him now but that was a that was a moment that i that i went from considering my brother-in-law you know my sister's husband to considering him my genuine brother cuz as happy as i was to see him while i was in jail he was happy to see me be out of there and I will, I will, man, I will remember that moment till the day I fucking die. And like I said, at the time, it seemed significant. I was in jail for like 14 hours and you know, it was just, it was, it wasn't for nothing serious as like I said, it was for missing school. I guess they were just trying to scare me straight type thing. But well, for me it worked. I'm not trying to go back to fucking County. That shit is terrible. But to, you know, but that moment seemed so small at the time, but I, ah, man, that shit, it it meant to me more than he knows. I don't even know if he even remembers, but, and I don't think I've ever told him how much that, that moment meant to me, but you know, it's something that I, that I, tr- I cherish and it means a lot and it got me th- like, it was little moments like that. Being as how that was around the, the, you know, leading up to the hardest part of my life, it was little moments like that that uh, made me feel loved and appreciated that kept me going. You know, if it wasn't for any of those little moments, I don't even know if I would still be here. Um, and I'm not saying that to just for attention or, you know, whatever. I, there was genuine. Parts of my life that I don't miss and I did not enjoy. And, you know, that was kind of the beginning of it. Um, That was when my relationship with my dad uh, took a turn. He wasn't really around. We didn't really speak. My mom was on hard times money-wise. I wasn't doing anything to help. You know, it was just a complete shit show we're all in a better place now. (laughs) You know, I have a great relationship with my dad and my whole family and everybody, but that was a hard time. Uh, but that's what I'm saying, man. It's just little moments that people don't realize are, are, are more important than they think. And I think one of those moments happened to me this past Saturday. Now I'm not going to say what I spoke about and who I spoke with. Um, It's a conversation in a moment that I want to myself because it was that important, Um, which
0: is crazy because I was, uh, I don't know, it was just different, but I guess there ain't much more to say about that. How much time I got? I got 20 minutes left. I don't know what else I wanna talk about. After getting deep like that, I don't know if I should continue to do that. or If I should switch it up. Sorry, pouring me a shot. It is what it is. Salute. Oops. Sometimes it feels to me, sometimes it feels like you meet people at the best possible moment you could have. I remember for a while uh a lot of my friends they started getting in relationships,
1: married, having kids. I started losing friendships because we just drifted apart, whatever the case may be, but for the longest time I started getting a little miserable. And I'm going to say this was maybe two or three years ago. Maybe even less. Because, man, I couldn't even go out to save my life. I was working, you know, I was already at uh, my bartending job while I was barbacking. So I was working weekends. All I had was weekdays to go out. But, man, all all my friends decided they want to get married or have fucking kids in, in their 20s, in their early mid-20s. And then the other ones, you know, they had to work in the morning. So it was like I couldn't find anybody. You know, uh, I don't know if that sounds stupid, but I couldn't like find anybody to hang out with. You know, people that are actually my friends. I mean, there was people or sluts or to hang out with and all that kind of shit, but nah. Um,
0: but then, <laughs> I meet this guy. They bring him on over to, to my job,
1: and he starts working with me. And uh, the motherfucker's like twice my age. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but uh you know we have a lot in common he's a really cool dude and i mean we've butted heads before maybe a couple of times Noth- nothing ever super serious except for maybe once but you know if, if it felt like he was dropped in my lap at the right moment um i talk to this dude almost every day um if not every day to some degree whether it's on uh, social media or texting or something you know And it, you know, I'm just using him as an example because it feels like he fell in my lap right at the perfect time. You know, there was people like we had the same work schedule, you know. We both like Jameson (laughs) and uh, we were both into the same, you know, into the same things, into the same places, into the same girls. Um, So, yeah, it's like he fell, you know, in my lap. Right, I said that like three times already at the perfect time. My point. Obviously, I'm getting to my point now, but my point is, but then there's also people that they come into your life
0: at the wrong time or not necessarily the wrong time, but not maybe not the best time um uh whether
1: it's because it's a girl that you're like you feel super connected to, but she's not available, and it sucks because you gotta. I guess you got to respect that. <laughs> and then there's girls that, you know, they'll come into your life and you're super into and, you know, uh, for whatever reason, uh, they're not available to you. And that sucks, man. And I think that's where, you know, depends on the men, you know, how the guy is mentally. As far as, you know, I've there's been a girl that uh, I got infatuated with. I'm not going to use that word (laughs) that I was into that we we were friends. Um, but for, and until this day, I don't know for whatever reason, she just wouldn't, you know, give me the opportunity. Maybe it was my reputation. Maybe somebody told her something about me that wasn't true. I don't know. It is what it is.
0: And then I've met a girl that, um, I had the opportunity. Um,
1: but I, this one was different because I didn't meet her through any friends or anything like that. I just, I would see her almost every day. And it's, it you know, the first time I saw her was about it, like, I don't know, it was a while back. And apparently she was single at the time when I first met her or first saw her or whatever. But I didn't pull the trigger because I, I don't know, I don't like to, it, it has to be under the right circumstances for me to do something like that. And then uh, she became unavailable, and basically I, I the opportunity was lost. And I always try to tell myself, and this is what I'm trying to tell a lot of other men as well. I mean, when you get turned down, you get turned down, a no is a no. But the most they can tell you is no. So don't be afraid to take a shot. A lot of dudes, they stay single or they're unhappy or they can't find no one, but it's because you're too scared to take the shot. The most they can do is tell you no. There's worse things in life than getting rejected by a chick. You know, herpes. You know, that's just one example. I don't know why I went to that, but that's the one example I can think of. But there's worse things in life than getting shut down by a girl. So just take your shot. I mean, don't be stupid about it. Don't be obnoxious about it. They don't like that but just take your shot. And there's times where I wish I even, and even I don't follow that. There's times where I'm like take the shot and I don't take the shot. But it is what it is. Then there's, you know, and that's why I've gotten to the point now where I'm just I'm done shooting. <laughs> I don't I'm uh I don't think I'm at the right place right now for me to even be in a relationship. So I'm done shooting. But for those of you that aren't that that's all you want is to be in a relationship. Don't be afraid to take the shot, man, cuz the worst she can do is say no. But the best that can come out of it is she'll say yes. Cuz half the time they they if you're if you're level-headed, if you're smart and you feel she's into you, there's a good chance that she is. You just have to take the shot. Now, if you're blowing her up on Facebook or Snapchat and she's not responding to you, then I would probably recommend don't take the shot because she's clearly not interested. But let her know that you're interested. Because once they know, then
0: it's easier. She'll make it obvious if she wants you to pursue it. She'll also make it obvious if she doesn't want you to. So don't be afraid. Don't be petrified. It's just the opposite sex. Ain't no big deal. And that's why, you know... I talked about it with Joe last week. People always want to get... I don't know. Just... People need to stop being so scared of everything.
1: Which brings me to my final point. It's going around everywhere. And I feel like... I should, I'm should. i just going to give my two cents. And a lot of you will disagree with it. And a lot of you won't. But that's the whole point. I, I, we just got to talk. And that's what mo- the problem is that... Most people don't do nowadays. They just want to fight or cut each other off. <laughs> like, we'll get into these deep conversations like this after work, and I get seriously frustrated because my boss always cuts me off. Um, I think my camera's about to die. Damn it. Um, That's what I get for not charging it, being unprepared. Anyways, so this gun shit, this gun control from this last shooting, and apparently now uh, Trump's dumbass. Um, they want to arm teachers now and you know everyone and then the other side is bitching about how they want more you know how they want gun control but here's my thing here's my point
0: it's called gun control it's not called take away your guns I'm all for gun control you know I read it I read how in Japan
1: not a lot of people have guns, but some do. But the reason that is is because if you really want a gun, if you really want to be able to own a gun, you got to you got to do you got to go through some stuff. You got go to go through a mental evaluation to make sure you're stable enough to own a gun. You got to go through classes, courses, blah 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 blah. Everything that sounded like a good idea to me. I think the best one is probably is the 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 uh the evaluation you know to see if you're mentally capable of owning a gun like if you're if you're if you're stable enough to to be able to own one cuz a lot of these motherfuckers shouldn't have a gun motherfuckers i know shouldn't have a gun they're they're
0: stupid they shouldn't be allowed to have one um, that being said i think
1: uh the people that qualify the people that are you know, that pay their dues, should be able to own their own gun. They should be able to have guns and go hunting and do whatever the fuck they want. Now, when it comes to the teachers having guns, look. You're putting a Band-Aid on a way bigger problem. I feel like people are trying to put Band-Aids on cancer. You know, it. it's... I don't understand the argument of arming teachers that that will deter shooters. Because here's my here's one point. Half these dudes, which is why a lot of them don't get caught, they go into this knowing that they're not going to make it out alive. A lot of them, after they get a couple kids or a couple people out of the way, they'll, and they hear the cops coming and shit, they just blow their own head off. So a lot of these motherfuckers go in there knowing they're going to die. They don't care if they're going to die because they already know that they're going to die. That being said, if you put a sign on your school saying, our teachers are armed, that's fine. That's cool. But as soon as he walks in, he's gonna know. And this is just me specul like this is just me thinking out loud. The te- there's some teachers are armed. So he's gonna know not all some. Okay, and okay, let's say your law goes into effect. Let's say all teachers have guns. Okay, my mentality would be I like, will just take the teachers out first. And even if your teachers are armed they're still going to get to certain... They're still going to get to people before the first teacher comes out to take him out. People are still going to die. People are still going to get hurt. It doesn't matter how many teachers are armed. It doesn't matter. So to me, I don't know why you think adding more guns is going to solve the problem of guns. That's like not how it works. And I get if... You know, with gun control... um, People think oh if we do more gun control the, the honest people won't have guns but the criminals will still have guns. And I guess I could see
0: I could see how you would say that but it's never uh all these school shootings are never done by people that are criminals. They're never done by
1: people with past history of of th- of, of robbery or aggravated assault. Or or anything like that. It's always these white suburban-ass kids. Maybe not all of them. But it's always mostly these white suburban-ass kids that have never done anything wrong in their life. And they just decide they want to shoot something up. So, that whole argument about, oh, leave the criminals. like For one, stricter gun laws is going to make it harder for them, too. The only way they'll get guns still is if they steal them from people and then sell them, you know, on their own. Because the stricter gun laws would also, you know, work at, you know, gun conventions. Um cuz keep that in mind. All these people at gun conventions that love the NRA and all this kind of shit, if a criminal or criminal looking if they want to stereotype people, if a criminal looking guy walks up, they're still going to sell him a gun. That's money in their pocket. You don't think they're going to sell a gun to him? Like that's the that's where the in pro- the problem lies. They need to be stricter gun control on, you know, the gun conventions and pawn shops and shit like that. You know, it's easier for you to get a fucking gun than it is to get a fucking driver's license. You know, all you need to do, like, it, you fill out a paper, you go in, you buy the gun, you leave. Like, it, you know, as long as you're uh approved, which, you know, unless you have a, a, a felony, you're
0: you're approved. Um... I'm sure every state is different. I'm not entirely sure, but you get what I'm saying.
1: There has to be a conversation had and there has to be a middle ground. People that own guns think when they say gun control, that they're just going to take my guns. I have guns. They're not going to take our guns. <laughs> now, if they decide that everybody that owns a gun has to, needs a mental evaluation and then they take your guns, there might be a reason for it, but they're not going to take your guns. But there, it has, there does need to be a conversation where we can all come to an agreement on what needs to happen. Because arming, arming the teachers, okay, so you arm the teachers. So he's like, okay, well, now all the gun people are going to be like, well, now teachers are armed. Let me go back to movie theaters. Shoot at movie theaters. Or, okay, now they're going to be like, arm all the concession stand workers. And then they're going to be like, okay, well, now I'll go to the mall. They shoot up the mall. Arm all the mall employees all the, all the fucking uh kids at uh Zoomies getting paid with kush are now going to have guns because everybody there needs to get armed too. You see what I'm saying? It's just fucking stupid. It it's an argument it's a, it's a it's a simple stupid solution for a way bigger problem. And to just keep saying I'm armed, te- like, and even then, you think you think teachers are stable, bro? How, do y'all not remember going to school? There was always one teacher you're like that. Motherfucker better never have a gun, because there's, you know, there's old teachers are probably one of the most stressful jobs in the world, and they got to deal with all these punk ass little kids, and you you want to give them a gun? <laughs> like, if anything, how I don't if if they put arming teachers into law, how long would it be? before a teacher themselves started shooting up somebody you know a, a school is just like any uh, other uh, workplace this teacher is banging that teacher this teacher dating that teacher then that guy finds out and they used to date and, and he goes and gets his gun from his desk that he was issued by the government to go over there and kill his fellow fucking teacher you know what I mean Like, there's, there's so many different scenarios that can happen that we can't just say armed teachers and it will go away it's fucking stupid. It's stupid. It's not gonna work. Now, if you try it, you try it. It is what it is, but it's not gonna work. It's not gonna happen. Just like all these kids, you know, um, uh I remember when I went to school, there was a couple of kids caught with a gun in their car, uh, and it it was either it was either their parents or something like that, and they brought it just to, you know, show off or scare somebody or whatever the case may be. Um but I still think they would have brought it even if the teachers were armed let's let's remember that the people that have these guns that do this shit are fucking crazy. They don't give a fuck if you have a gun bro they really don't and yeah, each teacher might have their little nine millimeter glock in their in their in their desk locked away because I'm sure they're gonna have to have it locked away in a safe or something to make sure no students get it if they do you know do this bullshit about arming teachers. So, you don't think in panic. Let's say like when you fall asleep. You know when you get woken up when you fall asleep, you know, because you hear a bang at your door or or your girlfriend wakes you up like panicking because something happened. You wake up like, what the fuck? I don't know what to do. What's happening? What's going on? That'd be the same shit if uh Mrs. Betty Sue is sitting there teaching her algebra class and she hears a, a you know, an AR in the hallway going off. And now it's just her, the gunman, and her thirty children. So she has to run to the closet, throw the closet open, get to the safe, put the combination in perfectly, pop the you know the, the thing open, make sure it's loaded, make sure uh, it's ready to be fired. Blah blah blah, and all this before dumbass walks in with his assault rifle and starts sp- spraying your classroom. It's a lot easier to say, yeah, she'll be able to defend the class when you don't, you don't even know that half these teachers even have guns or ever handle a gun or even want to handle a gun. And they shouldn't be forced to, you know, you know, to, you know, mad props to the kid and the kids and the teachers that, that they were, they were killed because they were trying to protect other students or other teachers or protect their fellow, you know, you know, classmates or whatever. Like, I have all the respect in the world for that. Like It takes fucking balls. But just because you give every teacher a gun doesn't mean they're going to fly into action like they're fucking John Wick. You know what I mean? <laughs> they're not just going to, like, just start, you know, just going to blow this fucking gunman away. It It'll, I guess you could say, oh, this gunman came in, he killed three kids, and then this teacher came up and shot him in the back of the head. So he only got to three kids, luckily, because he would have killed more. I guess you could argue that fact, but guess what? To those three fucking parents, or this, those three families of those kids, they don't give a fuck. Their kids still got shot. So my point being, it's not as simple as just arming teachers. You, there, there's a, there's a way, there has to be, there has to be a way, a better way to deal with this shit
0: than just arming teachers. It's ridiculous. We got to talk about it, people. We got to figure it out.
1: That being said, my time is up. Not really, I can go forever, but I want to keep these to an hour. It was good. I enjoyed this one. Um, I don't know what I'm going to have in here next. We'll see what's up. Uh, I might try to get someone completely different, someone I haven't had in here before. Um, I got to figure out who that's going to be. But until then, I wanted to do another one by myself because that's what I'm gonna do in between. That way, I don't I can continually give y'all uh, more episodes because I'll get text messages when I take too long. People giving me shit. Um, but yeah, I'll catch y'all on the next one.